Next time you're hanging out on PluginBoutique.com, throwing instruments and effects into your basket and checking out like a drug kingpin, are you sure about this, James? Think of your friends Timmy and Jimmy first and visit through our affiliate link instead. You can find a link at A4Ppodcast.com or in the episode description. And it means that we get a wee proportion of the clams you spend when you buy something. Thanks! Welcome to Appetite for Production. It's the podcast that talks a lot about music technology and plugins and things like that, isn't it, Timmy? Yes, it is. I'm Tim Kant. I'm a music tech journalist and I do a podcast with James Russell. Hello, my name's James Russell. Now listen, Tim, let me let me just let me just record scratch this intro right right off the face of the earth a second. What? I wanted to talk about this is not gonna be very interesting, but I wanted to talk about the <laughs> podcast introductions because I've been convinced that we should indeed spend some time saying who we are at the start of every episode. I think that's a minimal level of professionalism that we See, need to hold ourselves to. I've, I've always thought it's it's not a good idea to do because, uh, you know, if someone's listened to 87 episodes already, then they're not going to appreciate hearing again as say who we are. Mm. Uh, but uh, we're going to do it for a bit. Fine. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is Appetite for Production. It's a podcast about plugins and doors and all the things that happen when you're a music producer, which are funny that we can ring some laughs out of (laughs) sure the hilarity of being a music producer it's a non-stop giggle fest is what i like to think of it as but tim tim can't if Mm. we're going to do the intro properly we cannot be describing ourselves as music tech journalists because we are (laughs) not music tech journalists that is that is knowledge from 10 years ago that has resided in your head of your identity that's That is that is true. I think I think journalism generally is dying. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I was going to say it's not like you're uh, sitting in the BuzzFeed office writing about <laughs> new synth releases, is it? Um, no. I mean, is that really journalism anyway? There's, no, and there's no. You're not. You're not sending reportage back from the front. From uh, the, from I the synth very mind. much like to think I am on the front line of modern music production, mate. It's a war out there, and I. I am ducking behind bushes, trying to look after my own safety, basically. What do you think? Yeah, yes, you are, but you're fighting that war on the front. You're not sending dispatches back to your editor uh, in London. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I'm basically, and I think we're basically, we're, rather than being like embedded journalists, I think we've crossed over into the the across the, the, the line into being CIA funded guerrillas, basically. We're, what do you we're, reckon? We're subcontractors of subcontractors. We're like Edward Snowden, but for, for, for plugins. I think of myself as more like a sort of Blackwater PMC sort of style <laughs> psychopath, basically. What do you think? I think that's, that's pretty much exactly what you are. Well, how, how would we describe... If we were being really accurate, how would we describe ourselves? Whores. Really? Well, yeah, we we uh, used to work for a publishing company, and we we covered music software. Mm. But now we basically just whore ourselves out to companies that want us to do content work, and we yeah. um, don't talk about those companies on the podcast because then we'd be whores squared. Well, yeah, I mean it's a very tricky thing. I mean, I still do some stuff like sort of artist interviews and video stuff whatever but that is an ever diminishing part of the job these days you know what i mean Mm. yeah and i personally i'm more on the marketing side i have a small company that helps plugin companies with their marketing and as again as you'll notice i never mention any of those companies Mm. on the podcast because i like to uh, not shit where i eat and keep those things (laughs) nice and separate poetically put i mean there's just so many potential conflicts of interest really i mean in an ideal world we'd be utterly independent doing the podcast and we wouldn't have to be careful about what we say at all really yeah but i think people are going to have to stamp up a lot more patreon money yeah 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 hey yeah hey if you want the real shit you want to hear what's really going on just give us loads (laughs) more money basically that's what's up so that's Tim Kant, James Russell, your embedded yeah, deep yeah. throat, Blackwater, um, Watergate, yeah, all right. of those things. 
I mean, would content creators be a horrible phrase, but is that more accurate? What do you reckon? Yeah, I guess content creators in many ways. Although you're you're more on the content and video making side. I was more on the article writing side and Mm. uh, now more on the advisory and marketing side. Yeah, I mean... It's a shame that there isn't a word for what we do. And it's a shame that journalism doesn't properly exist anymore. I mean, people don't want to pay for content, really. And I think that's a real problem for journalism, not just in the music technology area. Well, luckily, the the void of journalism is being filled by some people with some really good intentions, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's definitely going to be fine. <laughs> James, before we before we start properly talking about the music tech stuff, I've got what everyone really listens to the podcast for, which is I've got some romance news. Oh, I thought you were going to say some rat news. <laughs> yeah, rat. oh, mate, no. The, the, the mice are back and this time they're rats. Luckily, there are no rodents, though literally every day I, I think about rodents and whether they're in my house or not, basically. Uh, this this is big, big news, Tim. Romance news for Timmy. Let's, let's have it. Well, not, not so... Not in that way. So, <laughs> not exactly... But I'm kind of on Grinder now, right? Okay. Someone I know run, uh, works for a company that deals in sexual health services for young uh-huh. people, basically. And they needed a model for a t-shirt, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so my torso is representing this particular organization on Grinder, And apparently, within a couple of minutes... I'd, my my bod, my torso had received a couple of messages. The first one was, take the t-shirt off. And the second one was, looking kind of hot in sort of a dom way. So, look, I'm not saying that homosexuality or sexuality of any kind is a choice. But maybe I need to switch to the other team, dude. I, I'm thinking that might be a good idea at this point. What do you reckon? Yeah, especially if one person thinks you're as sexy as Dominic Rub, then I think <laughs> yeah, we're... Yeah, that's, that's what they meant, right? I, th- I think it's going to only be good for you. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is, I think if people did see, A, my face, and particularly my hair at the moment, and my <laughs> shirtless body, I think they would be turned off. But I, I can see you. two out of three of those things right now, and I agree. <laughs> Maybe I should put my shirt back on. Um, so, so yeah, that's just a little a little glimpse into the future of what's going to be happening for Timmy over the next probably 18 months, I reckon. Yeah, you're going to be getting more and more affection for your torso through Grinder, which is slowly going to turn into abuse as you get cancelled. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, please don't cancel me. Let's all just be nice to each other and look after each other. How about that? All right, guys? Tim, if Cambridge Analytica have taught us anything, it's the world's voracious appetite for quizzes, such as (laughs) which Disney princess are you, what's Mm. mummy's credit card number, uh, (laughs) all that kind of shit. And I've got a couple of music tech quizzes that I found over the last week for you, Tim. (gasps) Brilliant, yes. Wicked. As a latent narcissist, this is right up my alley, bruv. So for the first one, check out your email. There's uh, one from Shaw Microphones. Oh, hell yeah. I'm speaking into a Shaw right now, buddy. As am I. And this is some weird little new campaign they're doing. I don't care about the campaign. It's something about finding your own voice or some shit like that. But the point is, as part of it, they've done a quiz, the short mic match, and uh, you're going <laughs> to answer the questions, and it's going to tell you which microphone is right for you. Okay, so the, the first question is, I am looking for, then there's well, an asterisk, I'm not sure what that's all about. <laughs> um, it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be an actual key to it anywhere on the thing. I am looking for a mic to record new tracks or a mic to perform live. Now, the mic to record new tracks, they've got little cartoony images of microphones in various situations here. Let's say they're, they're more CGI than cartoony. They've got, really gone all out with this. They really have. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're looking at it now, but the mic to record new tracks has got a cheesy smile and some big glasses on. So that's, yeah. that's <laughs> that really like my flavour. So I'm going to go for that one. And also, I'm never performing live ever, ever. Okay, I plan to record my next song at home, somewhere on the go, 
or in a professional studio. I, I think we all know that that's at home. And once again, it's the mic with the glasses that I'm going for. <laughs> I really do love glasses. Okay, now you're going to have to be the judge of this one, James. Mm. My vocals are rather loud and powerful or soft and subtle there is only one answer to that your <laughs> vocals are rather loud and powerful <laughs> yeah they are okay wicked now choose the music genre that best suits your vocals you've got a choice of hip-hop rock slash metal country slash folk pop jazz slash experimental alternative <laughs> slash indie soul slash r&b or latin music i like how they don't have any spoken word category here which is one thing that people would be really going for you think yeah you think there'd be one question is be like are you recording a podcast like literally everyone else on the planet yeah. yes here's the podcast microphone i also i don't think it makes sense to recommend a microphone on what musical genre you make I mean, is mm. that is that a good idea? Well, to an extent, like if you want, if you're doing some kind of screamo metal stuff, then yeah, you're gonna want something that can take it. And if you're doing some kind of jazzy, light, fluffy thing, then you're gonna want something really nice and delicate. But anything in between is it's not that big a deal. Also, there's no electronic slash dance music here. I think I'm gonna go for jazz slash experimental. Maybe, maybe what do you reckon? Maybe or Maybe all of these are just correlated to household income, and so they'll sell oh, you. Uh, shit. If you if you put jazz experimental, they'll they'll try and sell you a uh, six grand microphone. Oh, sick! Well, look, I want people to think that I'm posh, so let's go for that. All right, okay. Imagine you're hungry and now look into your wallet. What sort of meal awaits? Wow, they're literally just asking how much money you've got at this point. Yeah. Okay. Think I'll just see what's left in the fridge. A slice of pizza, it is then. A nice dinner delivered to my house sounds great. Price is no object. Where's my three-course dinner? I mean, for the first time in ages, I would say I'm solvent. But equally, <laughs> I'm really not trying to spend a load of cash. A slice of pizza it is then, surely. A slice of pizza it is. I think that's the right choice. Looking inside my gear bag right now, it's a complete mess. I'll find surprises once in a while. It's always organised and tidy. I don't see what this has got to do with anything. What I will say, though, is I had to clear four sets of headphones <laughs> off my desk before recording this <laughs> podcast. So I'm going to go for it's, it's a, a complete, complete mess. mess. What do you reckon? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, it said we were only 46% done of the quiz at that question, but it's come up with the answer now. Do you want to hear what it is? What is it, Timmy? This is PGA 27. Looking Never heard from, of it. Yeah, well, you've heard of it now, thanks to this quiz. Looking for a microphone able to pick up the finer points of your vocals in the studio that you can still toss in a backpack and head to your local folk or jazz night? Then mm. look no further than the PGA 27. A quality, large diaphragm condenser microphone that won't break the bank. <clears throat> You'll even get a shock mount and padded carrying case for an unbeatable value. Wow, what do you reckon? Large wow. diaphragm looks like I'm not getting pregnant, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you can still toss. Uh, and I can I can toss it as much as I like, apparently. 179 <laughs> quid. I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's on the cheaper side of microphones, I guess, really. Yeah, it's a sort of standard decent microphone price, right? Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of that. Maybe what Shaw tries to do is give some of their other microphone family a bit of a, mm. a bit of an outing with this kind of quiz. I mean, everyone knows the SM57 and 58. Maybe <clears> it's time for their little buddies to have a bit more of the uh, spotlight on them. Shall I do this uh, other quiz, bud? What do you reckon? Yes, the next quiz I have for you is one by Accusonus. Now, again, disclaimer, I do some work for Accusonus. So oh. just putting it out there, but I found this randomly. It's something they did ages ago. It's a quiz where you look at a waveform and you tell them what genre you think the music is. Okay, fantastic. This sounds like a total not waste of everyone's time. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Can you recognise which music genre is that? <laughs> its rhythm is tight, evenly spaced in time. Um, they, give, they give too many clues in this. You, they're almost trying to help you with their little... Um... Okay, so what we've got here, as well as the waveform which looks kind of irregular, really. It's kind of weird. Um, they've also got like a spectral display. And from the spectral display, I can see that there is a, what looks like a regular kick drum. The multiple choice answers are progressive rock, techno and ambient. I'm pretty sure this one's techno, buddy. What do you reckon? Go for it, Timmy. Okay. 
that's right yes and then it's got an explanation of why i was right which i already know so thanks for that which music genre features long high frequency washing reverb tails and delays this has been written by someone whose first language isn't english i'm guessing so which music genre features long high frequency washing reverb tails and delays i think that would be laundry tongue wouldn't it yeah right yeah right (laughs) is it rap electro pop or dub um i mean i guess dub would have a lot of reverb tails and delays Mm, the waveforms are really helping me here No, the, well, it's got like it's got what looks like a drop and then a section, well, a breakdown and then a section where it drops, and there's some gaps in the drop. I'm gonna go for dub, I think, but I'm really hand on my heart. I can't say I'm 100% confident. Oh, but I did get it right. Yes, Excellent. it's dub, baby. Let's leave the rest of the quiz till another time. But uh, if anyone at home or on the bus or wherever you're listening to this wants to play that, we'll put a link in the show notes at a4ppodcast.com. Because, nice. you know, the world needs quizzes, right? <laughs> I'm not sure it does. No. Oh. Okay, bit of a mini podcast announcement here. I am looking for someone to help in launching episodes of the show. Basically, it's a massive procedural process where the edit is finished, the export is done. And then there's loads of other stuff to do. There's the actual uploading on in various places, sometimes to Patreon, mostly to actually get the episode out there, scheduling, bit of social media stuff, which I never even have the time to do anymore, bit of marketing stuff. If anyone feels like doing something like that, and this could have opportunities to lead into helping out with marketing the podcast a bit, and you'd be working with me, who does quite a lot of music tech marketing for a living although doesn't spend any time marketing his own podcast i will at least be able to teach you some things to do if that sounds like something you'd like to get involved with and crucially if you have a way for me to pay you then please get in touch at a4ppodcast at gmail.com i am not going to let anyone do this for free (laughs) because it is morally wrong to let people do that. I mean, yeah, I'm not fully against free work, but I don't like to do it. It's a slippery slope, isn't it, really? Yeah, people have asked in the past, and I'm not that against it, but it makes me feel very bad. How about that? Mm. I think I think that is the, I think that is uh, the right thing for you to do, James. I think you're taking the right approach. Yeah. So so well done. Fair enough. You have to be able to accept some money legally in whatever country or situation you're in, and uh, <laughs> you have to get paid for it properly. And that's the only real precondition. Uh, but if you email us, let me know what you. What should I even ask people to say, Tim? <laughs> I don't necessarily need someone with loads of experience, but I guess I guess someone who's a bit more on top of social media things than I am would be nice. Mm, yes. I mean, I guess if you're if this is a sort of area that you're looking to break into or whatever, I mean, I can't imagine they're going to be making an absolute shit ton of money with this. Am I right, James? I think I think it will be enough. Let's call it that for the for the work that is done. Basically, the way I hire people, Tim, the way I hire people is. To oh, know, tell. Oh, brilliant. OK, is, turn your chair around and explain this to me. Wicked. To know what they want to do in the future, because if what they want to do is. Uh, if if my job is a stepping stone to what they want, where they want to be, then mm. they're obviously going to care a lot more about it, and it will be beneficial for everybody. So if you feel like you want to be involved in promotional things such as marketing and maybe of podcasts or maybe just music technology stuff, uh, this could be for you potentially. And if you don't have that much to do and you don't need loads of money because this isn't exactly a full time job for anyone. And I think I think it's worth pointing out just more generally if you do want to work in a creative industry it is really good to try and do work where you're actually going to learn something because the money's not always going to be wicked do you know what i mean buddy Mm, that's pretty much true so yeah you can at least get on your own feet through the opportunities Mm. that you have at that time how about that yes i'd rather live on my feet than die on my knees right james i guess so sounds (laughs) like james brown 
<laughs> yeah, well, I I am very influenced by James Brown in many ways. Hold on a second. There's one more person I'm looking for who is a web developer, potentially a WordPress developer, just to keep things simple. But we have a dodgy site at the moment, and it's always been dodgy and fine. I kind of like the dodgy look, like... Like these guys have just used a website builder and <laughs> it looks like crap. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, it would be nice to migrate that over to a proper WordPress site with the ability to do a bit more stuff. And so that the person who helps with marketing and promotion can access it a bit more easily. And we can sort of do things a bit better. Other websites that I'm managing are done through WordPress. So it'd be nice to get it through WordPress. But yeah, if anyone wants to help migrate the A4P website... I'm also looking for someone that's paid to do that. Mm, nice. Well, get your fingers flying across the keyboards to apply for those positions, right, James? Yeah, a4ppodcast.com. I better not hear crickets, people. Come along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are keeping this website rolling, come help, not website. We're keeping this podcast. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. This podcast we is, a, keeping- is a front for a website about <laughs> yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, <laughs> we have got to, we've got to move guns across continents. <laughs> and look, the long and the short of it is we need a music tech podcast to make that happen, all right? So, yeah, get, get cracking, people. The, the less you know, the better. Need to know basis only, guys. Tim, we've got a couple of synths that have come out over the last couple of weeks. I set you off. I wound up your tail like an intrepid little doggy to uh, Mm. check out both those synths and do some, as we were saying at the start, reportage on uh, exactly what the hell is happening with these. Yeah, so the first one is flipping, what's it called? Model 84 by... Softube. Softube, yeah. So this is, it's called Model 84. I guess that's because the Juno 106 came out in 1984 and it's a Juno 106 clone. I am the lucky owner of a Juno 106. I haven't used for years because Mm. it's fucked. So I'm basic, <laughs> basically familiar with uh, their operation and how they sound. My one sounded pretty noisy, basically. I mean, it really it needs a service, which I might go for at some point. But hey, why would you bother serving us it when you can uh, get a plug-in, which is loads more convenient and will never break down and doesn't take up any room? And it sounds pretty good i would say it certainly sounds a lot cleaner and less noisy than my Juno 106 which might be a good thing or a bad thing depending on what you're after really yeah and it just it's chock full of 106 vibes this time i'm gonna watch the video that i haven't seen let's take a look at model 84 ah An 80s era icon. Oh, whoa. Ah. Ah. oh, this is vintage. Is it doing it for you? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't alive in 1984, but this looks just like 1984. <laughs> Can you describe what you're seeing? I'm seeing flybys of the plugin, which looks nice and faded. I'm seeing very VHS style um, uh, text effects throughout this video. And it's of course, got some kind of like finger marks on the interface. Yeah, lots of motivational music, of course, which uh, you can't uh, you can't say no to. Mm. I'm seeing that you can use it in Softube mod- Modular and uh, Amp Room. It's, you can use the chorus in Amp Room. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of rolling choruses around these days. There are a shitload of rolling choruses, buddy. Yeah, and now I'm getting a load of video suggestions from YouTube uh, for Jeffrey Epstein stuff. So anyway. <laughs> oh, wicked. Now that sounds interesting. Um, So how familiar uh, are you with the 106, buddy? Uh, I'm not really. I just know that everyone freaking generally loves it and considers it uh, an, an icon of uh, synths. Uh, I'm not that sure why, um, but, you know, I know it's a... I know it's got a lot of buttons on it. How about that? Well, it doesn't even really have that many buttons <clears throat> oh, on it. It's, pre- it's, a pre- it's a pretty simple synth, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got sub. You've got pulse. You've got sawtooth. You've got noise. You've got a low-pass filter, a resonant low-pass filter, and a high-pass filter. You've got your two chorus effects, and there's a unison mode. That's basically it. And mm. there's some LFO stuff and everything. And it sounds quite nice i mean it sounds it does you know it's got an 80s vibe it's kind of like what 
what the what it it's the stage that synthesis got to before the DX7 came down from heaven and changed the game completely i'd say so it's still that analog vibe but it's kind of like an you know it's a nice 80s sort of take on it basically that's that that's a good way of explaining it um to someone like me who doesn't really know so your first impressions of the plugin were should be decent i mean are there there's surely there's plenty of juno 106 is out on the market right well, do you know what? I was thinking, oh my goodness, there's so many Juno 106s out there. But I was like, nah, the towel one is actually a Juno 60. Mm. And the Roland one is part of Roland Cloud or whatever. And they don't mm. always seem even available to like buy or whatever rather than just True. rent. So maybe there aren't that many Juno 106s out there. And I tell you what, it's priced relatively reasonably. Do you want to speak on the uh, the clam numbers for its regular uh, price and its I don't primary have, price? I don't have the page open, but I think the intro price is 99 euros. Is that right? That's exactly right. And I believe Ooh. 149 euros for the regular price, basically. So it's better, better than uh, taking the one that's in your attic for a service. This is the thing, man. It's going to cost me at least 300 quid for the service, probably loads more. Mm. And then I've got to find somewhere to flip and put the bastards. And also... How often would I use Juno 106 noises? Very, very rarely. I mean, I should really sell the thing. But equally, I don't want anyone else to, <laughs> don't want anyone else to have my 106. They're only going to appreciate in value as well. And I'm a tight mm. bastard when it comes down to it. Take it or leave it. Uh, let's move on to the next synth <laughs> oh, that, okay, uh, right. that you were bringing me today. Uh, bringing me with my morning newspaper and a glass of orange juice. <laughs> That's- it is Pigment 3 by Archuria. That's right. Pigment 3. Now, the first, obviously, the first, my first reaction to hearing on the launch of Pigments 3 was, haven't they literally just launched Pigments 2, right? Semi-recently. Yeah, so I looked it up. It was like just over a year ago, basically. Oh, wow. So it seems like they're doing this pretty regularly. Now, I haven't, I haven't actually tried this out, but I can tell you what's in the new version. Do you want to hear it? Tell me, tell me a bit about the old version first. I remember oh. it. we weren't, we weren't massively happy with how it looked at the start, but people have since said that it's great. I think, I believe, I have a license for the second one. Have I used it? Have I bollocks? Well, do you know what? I have used pigments too, and I have saved some of the presets in my library, my big library of presets that i sometimes use and it's pretty cool i mean i wouldn't i don't you know i don't use it so regularly that i know how to program it off the top of my head but it's you know it's just your kind of your vague sort of hybrid sort of thing or whatever vaguely in the whole massive slash serum sort of vein do you know what i mean Mm. it does a lot of different things whatever sounds pretty good it's got some pretty good presets basically it's got some pretty good presets, basically. I think that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, you know, Arturia stuff is generally pretty good on the presets, I'd say. New in version 3, it's got a harmonic oscillator for expressive and beautiful additive synthesis. That's right, James. Additive. Additive. So, everyone's, everyone's most used synthesis type, right? Yeah, that, I feel like no one's really cracked how to make additive synthesis like really practical, especially Ooh. these days when no one's got any time to spend doing anything, really. That sounds like a nice uh, gauntlet that you've just thrown down there. It's uh, no, <laughs> no one's managed to get a nice uh, additive synth setup. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, stuff like Razor is technically additive, but, you know, ultimately... You're programming it like a virtual analog, really. That's really mm. what it, that's the, you know, realistically, that's what it's more comparable with. So, what else have we got in Pigments 3? We've got a third utility engine. Uh, so, I guess there were two before. Um, <laughs> 64 new wavetables, okay. Mm. Four new effects, including pitch shift delay and flanger. Oh, it's got, the, it's got the Jupiter 8 filter in there now from their Jupiter eh. 8 plugin. That's uh, fair enough. Okay. Enhanced filter and FX routing. Yeah, I guess that's cool enough. Yeah. New in app tutorials. I guess that's, I mean, I didn't have any problem programming it really. Oh, yes. Yeah, so if, if you don't know what you're doing, that's fine. And 200 new presets. So, I would say this is an evolution rather than a revolution. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, are owners of uh, versions 1 and 2 going to have to pay for version 3 with its slight Um, updates? No, it's a free 
updates, I believe, which mm. is pretty flipping cool, right? It makes me a bit confused about calling it version 3 rather than, you know, version 1.3. Yes. Because I would expect to have to pay for version 3. But hey, I guess they just want to market the shit out of it. Well, this is the thing. Now, this seems to be more of a, a like, a, what's interesting about this is it's more of a different marketing approach. And I was thinking, okay, well... I was a bit miffed when I saw they were releasing version 3 this soon. But then when it's free to existing users, as it definitely is, I've just checked, that's pretty cool. And what is better? Is it better to market the shit out of your synth that you're dropping a new version of every year? Or is it better to wait 15 years and then release a kind of ill-received follow-up a la Massive? What do you reckon? I don't know the answer to that, Tim. Mm-hmm. Because stuff uh, like, I mean, even if you look at something like Serum, <laughs> it's still the daddy in terms mm. of popularity, certainly, but it hasn't been updated for a long while. No, not with uh, anything significant, no. Yeah, but Serum's the daddy. It's got to be making more money than uh, Pigments and Massive X combined, surely. I don't really do an awful lot of marketing for it, but you've got to think there's tons of people getting it, especially on Splice where you can rent to own and everything. Yeah, I think I think they they probably I, I was thinking about this recently. Serum probably not only is it great, but it got help by uh, having Dead Mouse involved with it when Dead Mouse was at the zenith of cool synth person to inspect. But yeah, certainly it's become its own uh, engine which doesn't need any attention to sell it. Mm, yeah sure and like there's so much online content that you know uses it to teach people how to do synthesis stuff you know mm. it seems like it's a, a monolith now basically yeah i wonder if anything will unseat it but yeah what what's your general attitude about pigments well i tell you what buddy it's intro price is a mere 99 euros that's a pretty flipping good price for a really powerful soft synth. So uh, I don't know. Sounds, if you fa- fancy sounds dabbling. Exactly. You could buy a Juno 106 emulation for that. Well, you you could, but you probably got a lot more scope in uh, Pigments 3, I'd say. So unless you were really specifically after a Juno 106 sound, I think Pigments is probably the way to go for your 99 euro at the moment. Interesting. Maybe I should download my copy sometime, but I don't think I'm going to get around to it anytime soon. No, <laughs> no. Well, hey, if you're a pigment owner already, it's a free upgrade. So you'd be crazy not to just log in and upgrade that bad boy, I reckon. Get started with that additive synthesis engine. <laughs> Tim, I'm bringing back the old random context instrument corner and... <gasps> What are the two things you need most in life? Oh, um, to see your enemies driven before you and hear the lamentation of the women. Is that the right answer? I was thinking more like synth pads. Oh, yeah. I want synth pads and maybe some bass as well. How about that? What's what's the other thing you need most in life? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's synth pads. That's it, right? This time it is an instrument by Rigid Audio and it is called pad therapy oh yes yes that's right these my two greatest loves yes this is truly our sweet spot (laughs) oh man wicked i'm so ready for this james i tell you (laughs) pad therapy i'm reading off their kvr release it's a set of 128 morphing pads and textures for contact Mm. Uh, rigid audio says that the sounds are ideal for music production movie scoring and video games, and probably self-soothing as well. Oh, hell yeah. I'm all about the self-care, buddy. Pad Therapy features nine sample playback engines with 64 source waveforms each. Wow. You and I are going to hit play on this video at the same time because we're still remote, and we're gonna we're just going to take in this little therapy session. Okay, you're going to count us down, Chief? Yep, and we're going in three and two and one and hit... Rigid audio. It's stiff. (laughs) Oh. Oh, trancey. Ah. Oh, so paddy. This is giving me 90s trance vibes all the way, James. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm overcome, Tim. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's... It's the. This is the sound you hear when you're being born, basically. I would say. What do you reckon? Oh yeah. 
Oh, lovely. Oh, such an evolving pad. It is evolving. Oh, Ooh, thermo waves we're into now. I mean, this sounds pretty, pretty similar. A little less euphoric. Oh, there's a bit of major in there. Oh, oh hi, oh, it's going Vangelisy. Oh. Very nice. Ooh, so coral. Mm. Gothic. <laughs> it's the sound of the spheres, James. Oh. Well done, rigid audio. Let's have another patch. Yeah, come on. Give us some more. Uh, hybrid canyons. These are kind of uh, intricate and rhythmic, aren't they? Yeah, they... they they do feel a little bit samey so far. Like they, I, they do have a similar vibe. It's kind of a pull stretch sort of vibe. What do you reckon? Yeah. Star Traveler. How does this I, one sound? I want to travel to the Ooh. stars. Oh, glassy. It seems like there's there's quite a few editing parameters to um to mess around with there. So if you if you're not if you want to find a preset you like and then mess about with it a bit. Ooh. Ah, oh, some nice, uh, weird pitch bendy stuff. <laughs> Is that what's going on? Ooh. Oh, maybe it is. Oh. oh. Epic. This is a patch called Splendid. And it is Splendid. Oh. I can hear the aliens uh, approaching, James. Do you, do you think this this is a contact instrument that would set your mind at rest? No, this is more like the shit's about to go down sort of vibe. Don't you <laughs> it's not re not really therapy then. It's not it's not it's not like Enya vibes, which is you know more relaxing. Maybe they should have called it Pad Panic. Yeah, yeah. If you want to give yourself a panic attack with some very complicated rhythmic and harmonic pads, then uh, why not? <laughs> it sounds pretty cool, though. Yes, and it's got three blending modes, just like you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking the fact that the intro price is a miss six US dollars. Yes. Um, with regular price, 69. Nice. Uh. Those are oh, two this, numbers that you really like. You're absolutely right. This is the pad therapy patch. Ah. No, it's just sinister and mysterious. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to do something bad to my bank account. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, very nice. Got a, a lot of uh, evolution to these sounds. Like, they'll, they'll change a lot. Yeah, sure. Right, so that was another random contact instrument corner. Yes, it's back. And that was with Rigid Audio's <laughs> Pad Therapy. I don't know, $6. I feel like I should invest, really, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, are you going to need it? I don't know if I'm going to need it because I have got so many pads, James. It also, though, it says you can import your own WAV files, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, you know. but you know what else you can import your own WAV files to? Yeah. Ableton Live. Well, that's true. I could do a load of stuff in there. But hey, if they've already <laughs> if they've already set this up for a load of weird morphing stuff or whatever. Maybe maybe that'd be good. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Six dollars. That's basically a fiver, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to look into it, Chief. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Actually, you are so welcome. Tim. <laughs> so well. Nice. Make sure you come back to the contact instrument corner real soon, guys. Okay, Tim, when it comes to free reverb plugins, there are a few decent options, right? Yeah, in fact, I saw a tutorial over the other day that used ambience. Do you remember that yeah. one? Smart electronics. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was the, the, the shit hot free reverb from like 15 years ago or whatever that I hadn't seen for a long time. Nice. Well, some slightly more modern ones are Cloud Seed. You have Yuhi's Protoverb. You have the Tal stuff, of course. 
Um, and you have one called Oral River, which is pretty good, actually. But there's a new one uh, by a company called Anweeda Soft. And it is called, it is called Spazio. Spazio. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, James? I don't know. I think it's meant to be pronounced Spazio, like space. Oh, but Spazio. Called, oh, okay, Spazio. It, okay, okay. It's, <laughs> it's called Spazio Light. Okay, let's free. go with the, let's just assume it's Spazio, okay? I'm not, I'm okay. not trying to upset anybody here. All right, fine, fine. Spazio Light. <laughs> it is a free reverb plugin. Uh, currently, it's just for Mac, and they say Windows is on the way. Oh, Mac first. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's the name of my political party now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go through it. I'm not going uh, well, uh, hey, to you. you. Did what, look, let me go through it. You've got a mix <sighs> knob, a pre-fader knob, a decay knob, an LP cut knob, and a level knob. That's it. That's the entire it's plugin. Very simple. But because free reverbs don't come along very often... It's mm. another one to check out. And you can never have too many reverbs, right? No. I mean, well, let's say you had half a million reverbs. I oh, think that would God. be too many. Yes. Quarter of a million, still too many. Sure. Um, uh, do you know what? I mainly just use flipping Pro R these days. But I appreciate I your point. You might as well have a few different reverbs. Especially they're going to sound different. If you're not the kind of person who will spend money on plugins and you just use free plugins, then you can probably never have too many free reverbs because uh, you they can be so dependent on the sound you've got. Absolutely, mate. I will I will endorse that statement finally, yes. Yes. So Spazio is the Spazio. newest free <laughs> Spazio <laughs> is the newest free reverb plugin out there for Mac OS and soon Windows. And that's all we're gonna say about that. Yeah, good find, James. Well done. Gold star. Okay, Timmy, we got a new plugin from Baby Audio. It is called Smooth Operator. And when I first saw that, I was thinking, well, that's some kind of FM synth, right? That's, yeah, that's right, with very <laughs> smooth sinusoidal operators. Or maybe it's a yeah. synth for making Sade-style, you know, smoothed-out adult-oriented music or whatever. Both of which are great choices, I've got to say. It's definitely going to be one of those two things for certain. Uh, but no, it wasn't. Turns out it, it looks very nice, by the way. But it looks a little like an EQ, but it's not quite. It says that Smooth Operator combines EQ, spectral compression, and resonance suppression into a singular creative experience that's instant and intuitive. Use it to perfect your, here's the crucial word, tonal balance mm. so it's one of those plugins which smooths out the frequency spectrum for tonal balance so that any harsh peaks are suppressed and uh, i guess well i guess it wouldn't go as far as bringing up any notches but yeah to make sure that your if you look at a mix or a track as compared to, say, the pink noise frequency spectrum, it will sort of match it to that. Does that sound like a fair way of describing well, it? You've really gone around the houses there, mate. But yeah, I mean, it's to like de harsher is how I describe it. But you know, either either of those is valid. No, it's a tonal balancer, mate. It's uh, <laughs> uh, what the word I'm trying not to say is. Erg sounds soothe. Yeah, I mean, yes. I would say Soothe and Soothe 2 more recently is the sort of go-to comparison for something like this. But they're actually pretty different, James, because I've tried this out because you sent me a code. So thanks for that. Yes, I, I got you a little license code to try out. And yeah, tell me what, I mean, I don't know Soothe that well. I don't know this well yet either. Tell I guess tell me the differences or tell me what each does and then tell me the differences. I don't know. Okay, well, look, I'll tell you about my experience with it. I'll tell you my truth, James, because that's all I can do. I use Soothe very specifically, and Soothe too now, in fact, very specifically for one thing. On breaks, yeah. Breaks, particularly sped up breaks, um, because I am, you know, I'm resampling them to a higher pitch and tempo. So that's going to move any harshness up the frequency spectrum, making it even higher and potentially more irritating to the ear. Um, Soothe does an absolutely fantastic job of that. You just whack it on the track. It's initial settings. You will need to dial them back a bit, maybe 
you know, muck about with the the tuning of it a little bit. But generally, when you whack it on there, you hear the result that you're going for right away. Smooth Operator didn't really work like that. In fact, when I when I put it on um, the brake that I use a lot, it, in fact, it reduced the low end predominantly. So this, this feels mm. like it is designed for sort of full frequency range stuff. And really, I couldn't get the same result out of it that I'd get out of Soothe in the high Four end, breaks. basically. That's not to say that it's not useful. And it's a lot cheaper than uh, Soothe, basically. In fact, let mm. me... Um, let me see how much Soothe 2 costs, buddy. I bought it when it was on sale and then upgraded it when it was on sale. Okay, so Soothe 2 is £179 Why? if you're buying it without an upgrade and you need an eye lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, it's, hey we're professionals. Wait, You've got to spend you, that kind of money. Did you just say you need an eye lock? You do need an eye lock. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Do you know, I've seen a lot of people complaining about eye locks recently. I've never really had that much trouble with my eye lock. Maybe it's because I'm on a Mac. I'm starting to think maybe it's Windows people who have trouble with it. Maybe it's because you just keep the eye lock connected to the same computer in the same studio in the same room. That's true. I mean, I I very rarely even unplug it. So I think that might be the way to go. Anyway, back to Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator is cheaper than Soothe 2. It has a regular price of $69. Nice. There's that number there again. There it is, baby. Um, intro price, $39. For me, it just felt a bit more like halfway between an EQ and something like Soothe, really. I, I felt like it didn't have that that magic, that secret source, if you will, that Soothe really does, whatever. But that doesn't mean that it won't be useful for everybody. And there's a free trial that you can use yourself. What I will say in its favour that I particularly liked is you get a choice of three different pastel colours for the interface that you can swap mm. between. And my God, they look lovely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're really into plugins that look nice, I think Smooth is uh, worth uh, checking out, buddy. What do you reckon? The the interfaces are, are pretty good, yes. Um, okay, so here's the thing. People have started really cottoning on to Soothe, and that's probably a reason why we're seeing yeah. something like this come out to do a similar kind of thing it's not like that these are the first things that have done that though but uh with that in mind they kind of are now once you have a new kind of effect that everyone's gonna start using like that i think having multiple um options for it is a pretty good thing but based on your material a bit like i was saying about reverbs that you know if you've if you've only got two reverbs and they don't do that much, then you're going to want more based on uh, putting them on different sources. One will work better, one will work worse. Maybe a smooth operator would have didn't do great for you on your brakes task, but could have done a lot better on, on something else than Soothe did. That's fair enough to say. I mean, I've also used, I before I got Soothe, I used uh, Brainworks BX Refinement. I don't know if you're familiar with that one which uh -huh. is, I would say, is more, is closer to the uh, Soothe standard than Smooth Operator, but still still wasn't quite there or whatever. I've really got to say, I think the tech for Soothe is in a league of its own at the moment, I would say. But equally, yes, you might find these other two plugins we've mentioned, uh, you know, you, you prefer for whatever reason, basically. It is the way I gather it's um, these things basically just split frequency spectrum into loads of different bands. Mm. And they're basically bringing down the level of each almost like thousands of dynamic EQ bands mm. just bringing everything under control. You could potentially get a similar sort of effect by using a vocoder with a noise signal in it. What do you think about that? I think that would be an insane idea. I think once you've used Soothe, you're probably not going back, basically. I think it really is that good. Okay, well, perhaps people can let them know. Demo both of them. See what you reckon. See which you reckon is better. This one's definitely got a better price, but we'll see if it's better for the people. Mm -hmm. Okay, James, there's been an acquisition. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? You know, mergers and acquisitions <laughs> make me hard. To... Oh, God, I, I really don't want to know about that. Uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on. 
uh, Dave Smith has his body and mind are now the property of Focusrite. Isn't that correct? Yeah, interesting little move, considering one is like a legendary synth company and the other one got started making high-quality preamps. Mm. But now it seems like they're mainly known for their cheap and cheerful audio interfaces, which it seems like everybody on the planet owns one of now. They must be doing pretty well out of that, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm wondering why. Is it just the fact that they have a heritage of preampery or is it the fact that they're the only ones who dared to create a red audio interface and that really just made the difference? I mean, that was a... That was a power move. I mean, I think I think the Focusrite Scarlet range does have just incredible word of mouth when you see people asking, I'm a noob, I need an audio interface with two ins and two outs, what should I get? You will, or Someone will always recommend it, basically. And that, you know. Mm. So yeah, they've done really well for themselves. But have they done well enough to buy an entire legendary synth company? Well, yes, it seems like, like they have. And it's like, you know, what a, what a coup for Focusrite. And what I, what I had f- failed to osmose into my mind is that they also now own Novation and Adam, which are, which are things we've reported on. But I just kind of ignored basically but, but it seems you knew they you knew they owned novation right it had completely slipped my mind i had no idea oh, really yeah and adam as well i was like i knew someone had acquired adam i forgot it was focus right because i own adam speakers which i might need to get serviced at some point so it's not mm. it's not utterly inconsequential for me well you just drive down the m4 now and uh, you get there <laughs> what is a are they based in slough or something is it yeah <laughs> oh wicked banging so yeah i mean it seems like focus right actually I, they're, they're based in high wickham but you know same same diff mate same diff so it seems like you know we've seen recently isotope and native instruments have become you know a bit more of an amorphous blob it seems focus right are you know swallowing up people left right and center are we are we about to enter the age of the titans (laughs) is what i'm asking james i don't know it feels like our industry has suddenly got a lot more mature with all these Mm. things and we as as the purveyors of a very immature podcast (laughs) yeah don't like to see that willie's bums that's our (laughs) that's our ticket right (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) It seems like it seems like money is becoming more of a deal than it used to be in the biz. Do you know what I'm saying? How could money suddenly be more of a deal than it was? It's still money. It's well, yes, it but can't be worth more. People, okay, okay. Well, the thing is, it was like you know, companies were always you know trying to do well and everything or whatever. But it, now it seems like the power players are getting involved. People are pumping money into these companies. Mm. They want to see returns. It feels like it is it is more about business a bit more than it is about I don't know. Perhaps you know making making high end products for sniffy wankers like us. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you also have. Have the fact that basically the way millennials seem to be doing business is create a company with the sole intention of being bought by a bigger company mm. and just just fucking borrow 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 like julius caesar until get so big and so in debt that the only thing that could possibly save mm. you is is being bought by a massive company and then finally either do or don't and when the massive company buys you just basically that's your victory yeah i mean it is you know it feels reductive to kind of generalize about generations so let's do that because being reductive is nice and easy so it it seems like boomers were all about okay i'm just gonna make this product and it's gonna be really cool or whatever and you know maybe i'll make a living out of it eventually whereas millennials like you well the, the millennial generation it's more it feels like the corporations are in charge now basically and there's money splashing around and things are you know the vibe feels a little bit different not to be too vague about it Everyone's a sellout, is what you're saying. Everyone is a sellout. And as a Gen Xer, I'm all about authenticity. I'm very, very proud that I'm still skint after all of these years of being <laughs> completely authentic and staying staying true to my uh, roots or whatever as, uh, as, that, as a bedroom your, wanker, basically. That That's your Paul Simon album. Still skint after all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wicked. Yeah, like the thing is, no one has ever 
tried to get me to sell out. I don't think I've got anything anybody wants to buy or whatever. So it's very easy for me to uh, to say that, whatever. But it, it does... You can stick to your principles for free. Yes, well, absolutely, indeed. But it does seem now, you know, um, especially because synths are becoming a bit of a kind of like midlife crisis sort of, um, mm. you know, the money spinner. J.J. Abrams move. Yeah, right, right, absolutely. Yes, the, the retro... People want to get back to their nostalgic childhoods and they're going to spunk all of their middle-aged income on it. And also, you know, company, you know, the bigger companies that are attracting investments, whatever, they're trying to they're trying to market themselves to more noobs or whatever, more casual computer musicians or whatever. So, it, yeah, it feels like there's just a lot more money flying about or whatever. And I think that's probably going to change how the business works and feels. I don't think we're going to lose our independent developers, though. And unless the big boys get together so much that they bring on a bunch of software regulations and you can't set yourself up as a as a new kid, which is something to worry about, I guess, but I don't think that's really going to happen because it would have to be across the entire software industry rather than just the musical instrument software industry. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my favourites... In, plug-in developers are really independent but yeah i mean i d- hopefully we won't get to a place where for example the fab filters and sound toys of this world are you know they're behind subscriptions or you can only use them with a specific daw because hey let us not forget what happened to camel audio james r.i.p rest in peace mm, r.i.p yeah 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 do you think we will see the balkanization of, uh, of digital audio workstations i really hope not because i think that would be bad for everybody <laughs> uh, apart from you know the the money guys at the top basically um, what we want is a strong yugoslavia headed by steinberg well yeah i mean like the th- yeah the thing is it does feel like it's becoming increasingly hard for the small DAWs to make headway. Because it it felt like back in the day, maybe 10, 15 years ago, there was room for everybody. And, you know, know, a lot of people you speak to would be using a different DAW. But it does feel like people are converging a lot more now on, well, live, really, and logic. Live and logic. Yeah. Yeah. That's noticeable in the last, I don't know, five years, Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Ableton seemed to still have that perennial uh, opinion in everyone's head that it didn't, quote, sound as good. But I've, I've seen that completely disappear as of the last few years, maybe since Live 9 added all those filters and everyone's like, that sounds great. Uh, even though, you know, that wasn't the perceived problem in the first place and there was no actual problem in the first place. Mm. Um, anyway, let me give you a bit of perspective on this, Okay. The internet came along, computers came along, our industry was nascent, Mm. it uh, developed, it grew, and now it is maturing, and it is all it is doing is turning into uh, an industry like any other, uh, where the capital is concentrated with a few uh, Mm. players, but we still have a lot of, we still have a lot of reasons to be hopeful because of the internet a newcomer can market themselves quite effectively yeah we will see new companies and new products become more specialized you would hope to go after a certain audience and i think i think it's going to be fine i also think as a honorary Gen Xer, I also think that all large corporations are pure evil. Yeah, right and, on, buddy. And that they will destroy the world and themselves <laughs> through their foolish, money-driven actions. Right and on. So I'm not worried about these amorphous blobs of music technology capital actually making any good products. I mean, <laughs> the other concern is that the world will end <laughs> before <laughs> we, you know, get to version 15 of all these DAWs. But okay, that's just... just a left-wing concern. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. That's a, that's a cra- crazy kooky fringe conspiracy. Okay, okay. Well, assuming that humanity yeah. still exists, maybe there'll still be some uh, good uh, good plugins to use, right? I really hope so. <laughs> Great. A very positive note there. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, bye.
okay, James, we've really run the gamut there. Do you know what a gamut is? I, I know the phrase run the gamut, but I don't know what a gamut is. It's a very delicious it- cut of meat that we are going to feast on now once the podcast has ended. So sum it, sum that uh, all that up, what we just did in one word, James, please. Exoskeletal. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I guess before we go, we should remind people we've got a Patreon and affiliate links and all all that sort of stuff you can check out in the uh, podcast info, right? Yeah, we've got uh, Plug and Boutique affiliate links. We've got uh, T-shirts for sale. We've got uh, patreon.com slash A4P podcast, which you can sign up to if you wish, but <laughs> not that many people do. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very exclusive club of cool people. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Most people can't find it. So, yeah, if you are a Patreon, hey, thanks for your continued support. And we think about you every night before we get into our large bed together, don't we, James? Yeah, we do. We have a little chat about all of you. (laughs) Yeah, it's gossip mainly. Okay, well, Mm. let's wrap this up and put it to bed. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks, right, buddy? See you later, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.